bless the Lord and thank you for joining us here at uh, Gethsemane Church of God in Christ. This is our our, our new members uh, Bible study. Praise the Lord. We are excited to be here. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. Amen. We're talking about soul power. How many know that we have soul power? Hallelujah. But first, we got to discover what the soul is. Amen. To understand what soul power is really all about. That is something that most people have not really defined. I never knew what my soul really consists of until someone did research and discovered it. And then my mind was enlightened. And so we want to enlighten you on today to understand what soul power is. First of all, we've already had prayer. And we're going to, um, this first, this is First Lady Nass coming to you from Gethsemane Church of God in Christ, located on 9300 South Vermont Avenue in the city of Los Angeles. 9300 South Vermont Avenue. Amen. I do want to read this scripture to you coming out of Genesis 2 and 7. And it reads, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul hallelujah amen 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 praise the name of jesus man became a living soul i'm gonna take a little second here and kind of um kind of mute my family (laughs) Amen. Sorry for the interruption there, but uh, we just wanted to clear up some things for you to make sure that we can get this message across to you because we got some good things to talk about on tonight. Amen. So we're talking about soul power, and here we find out in Genesis 2 and 7 that man became a what? A living soul. When? After God breathed his spirit into him praise the name of jesus he became a living soul so the spirit we're going to discover that the spirit is life hallelujah it 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 produced life hallelujah he became a living moving operating being just like god for we are made in his image amen now the elements of the soul consist of the will and we learned this on last week the intellect the emotions, your imagination, your five senses, your mind, your conscious, and your feelings. These are elements of the soul. And the soul really defines who you are. It lets you know. It helps. It The soul has a lot to do with your conduct, what you believe. This is the object of the soul. It defines who you really are. Amen. But we wanna we wanna ace life on today. We wanna get an A. When we meet the Savior, we wanna say that we made it. Hallelujah. And the way we do that by putting his word into us. Hallelujah. And that's what we want to do on tonight. For God's word gives us a life. Hallelujah. The word of God is life. Amen. Amen. Truly, um, when you look at the uh definition of the word uh 
I did look that up to try to give you a good definition of what the word really is. Let me see if I can pull that up for you. The word, if talking about um, obeying his word, what is the word of God? The word of God is a manifestation of the mind and the will of God. See, we can't know who God really is if we don't study his word. The word will clearly define who God is. A lot of people think God is, they want to describe God as a, a image. But if you look in the word of God, um, most of the definitions of God, who God is, was through his character. And we was described through his character. And this is what God wants us to know him by his character. There's a scripture in the word of God in Ecclesiastes um, that talks about the whole duty of man. Uh, it says, the end of the matter, all has heard. And then it goes, and in another version it says, let, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. Fear God, and that's the conclusion of everything. This is what Solomon was saying. That's what we. That's the main, the bottom line is we need to fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. That's what we are to do. You know, sometimes we don't really know what life is really all about. Well, that's a description of what life is really all about, right there. Obeying God, understanding what His Word is saying. And the only way you can do that is with a new heart and a new mind. And we know that after Christ has come in, the Bible says we are what? New creatures. Everything passes away. But the bottom line is you must believe. And this is this is a crucial part as a believer. That's why we're called believers. You must believe the word of God. The word of God is spirit and it is life. Is spirit and it is life. The Bible said that the spirit quickeneth the flesh, profits nothing. But the word that I speak unto you, it is spirit and it is life. That's coming out of John 6 and 63. It can bring life to a dead place in your life. Hallelujah. If you ever talk to people who have really been, been, uh, 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 born again that's another term that you need to um uh, put on the shelf and, and keep it there until until we come back and, and and pick it up because born being born again is a very powerful thing you have a lot of believers who have never been born again in other words they have not had um that experience with god why do you think people become Christians? The Bible says we become what? New creatures when we become Christians. That's the whole thing. You trans- It's a transformation that takes place. The Holy Spirit changes us. Come on, somebody. God changes us through his what? Through his word. Because something is taking place when the word of God goes forth and you believe it. Transformation is happening. And this is a true thing. Many of us have experienced that. We have been 
quickened. We have come alive to the things of the, the spiritual nature. See, the Bible talks about how when you're when you're not saved, you don't have the mind of the things of the spirit. But once you get saved, this, the Holy Spirit will quicken you. Isn't that powerful? And what does that mean to be quickened? To be made alive, to come alive to something. You know, it will make you make you have a conscience for his work, a, a, a desire for him, a desire to walk in his precepts and in his exam in his um his uh 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 his ways. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's it's a beautiful thing to be born of the Spirit of God. The Spirit, remember, the Spirit is what? Life. It's what gives you life. He said, I will give you a new heart and put a new what? Spirit in you. I will remove from you the old heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. See, when he talks about the whole old heart of stone, nine times out of ten, he's talking about a stubborn spirit. Sometimes we're, we're hard as a rock. We don't change. We don't, we don't bend. And that's not the type of heart that God wants. Because, see, God wants a what? A willing heart. God can easily touch you and change you. But he wants you to desire him. Because why? He gave you free will. That means you can do whatever you want to do. You don't have to serve God if you don't want to. And many don't. But he desires for you to love him. Hallelujah. Like you love. Recording in progress. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he's God is desiring you to love him like he loves you. Amen. So um, praise the name of Jesus. So we don't want a stony heart. Because a stony heart is not pliable. It don't. It's not workable for God. God can't put His word in your heart. He said to hide your word in His heart. In your heart, why? So that you won't sin against Him. Amen. This is why we put the word in us. And the more the word we get in in us, and the more the word we believe, the more that we are changed. Because why? The word of God is life. Hallelujah. It's spirit and it is life. Hallelujah. And it will quicken you to those things that are um, are spiritual that we need to hold in our in our hearts. And this is how we ace life. Because one day we're gonna be we're gonna leave this earth and we're gonna be in judgment. We're gonna stand before the Lord. He's gonna ask, What did you do with the life that I gave you? Hallelujah. And we want to be ready. Hallelujah. To, to Because it's important. Opportunities come your way to learn about God very often. And when they come, hallelujah, you have to be led by the Spirit of God to uh, be acceptable and be ready to receive the Word with gladness. The Bible talks about. Amen. So, we are new creatures. Behold, all things are washed away. Everything is new. See, that's something we have to believe. We have to believe that I am a new creature. That means I got to learn a new way of life. My old way of life is obsolete now. That's not who I am anymore. I don't I don't do the things that I used to do. And and you know what? Nine times out of ten, you don't have that desire. When you first come to God, you don't have that desire to do those things that you used to do. You know, you, I don't know about you, but when I received Christ, 
I can very well remember that I did not have a desire to do anything that was not according to his will. I mean, it was like I couldn't step on an ant. I mean, my heart was like so tender and gentle and, and careful and conscious. I mean, that's just what happened to me. But I mean, everybody has a different experience. But the heart of the heart of man is really um, the heart is a tangible item. This here in Ecclesiastes twelve and thirteen, it says that the tangible, the, uh, in other words, the heart is the part that we can see. And let me just read this scripture because uh, I want to make sure I, I'm very clear on what I'm saying on tonight. I don't want anybody to be confused. Second Corinthians four and 18 states while we look not at the things which are seen mm -hmm, the things that you can see with the natural eyes we look not at the things that we are are which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal so when you look at this scripture He's talking about the natural and the spiritual. Now, you can see the natural. This flesh, I can see my flesh. I can see, if they open me up, you can see my heart. You'll be able to touch my heart. The things that are, and see, these things are what you call temporal, okay? Temporal, it meaning temporary. One day, everything's going to die. Okay, but he, and then in the scriptures talking about the things that you cannot see. Now let's think about that. What can you not see? I can't see my conscious. I can't see my spirit. I can't see my emotions. I can't see my um my imagination. I can't see my mind. Mm -hmm. So these things are what you call eternal. And eternal means forever. And the Bible says that that our soul never dies. When even though this body will waste away one day and it will die, but our spirit and our soul, these things that you cannot see, it says, it listen what it says, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. They live forever. And then it says in the beginning of it. While we look not at the things which are seen. See, it's, you could, it's, a lot of times people pay more attention to the outer appearance, to the things they can touch, the things that, um, that, um, the outward, their hair, their beauty, their, their, um, their bodies, their figures. These are things most people concentrate on, but, but, in Second Corinthians, tell us we look not at these things. It's okay to to anybody's nobody's saying that you can't beautify yourself, you can't you can't groom yourself, you can't appreciate you know your flesh or your um you know we're grateful, okay? But those things are gonna one day what die away. The most important things are the things that last forever. And that's your mind, how you think. Hallelujah, glory be to God. So in, in, in Romans 8, let's look at the 5th and the 6th verse. If, if you're able to take notes, that would be a blessing. Amen. So 
It reads, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And they're talking about this fleshly desire. You know, our flesh is spoiled. It likes it. It likes what it likes. And it wants what it wants. So, and it will make demands on you. But you have the power to control your uh, your flesh. And this is what we're talking about, soul power. When you build up those inner parts of your soul, your mind, your spirit, your will, all these things helps you control your soul, okay? So where this flesh won't take over. Because it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the spirit, things of the spirit for he is carnal minded to be for to be carnal minded is death okay but to be spiritual minded is life and peace so in other words when you set your mind on the things that are according to what this flesh loves guess what you're carnal minded that's what the bible is saying here you're carnal minded so when we go up here to this um, this scripture that talks about the carnal mind, let's go on down to it and let's take a look. Okay. Oh, I think I kind of removed that, but I think you might have it in in your document. But the carnal mind uh, is 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 the, the mind that looks at the things. Of the flesh it doesn't look at things in the spirit because why it can't comprehend it the carnal mind has no interest in spiritual things it wants to lay around it wants to have sex it, I mean it wants to do what it wants to do the natural part of man all these things are good but in according to the what God commands us to do uh, uh, there's certain um, precepts that God has so certain um, principles that God has that that this is why we got to learn his commandments because there's certain principles that we're supposed to abide by according to the word of God once you accept Jesus Christ and that's what we're teaching you he said take my yoke my my yoke and learn of me the yoke of his teachings God wants you to learn his way okay that's what this is this bible study is all about learning god's way now we know how to do our own thing and we learn that the carnal mind does his own thing so we don't want the carnal mind we want a spiritual mind that's the mind that we're 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 we're, we're, uh, moving towards it's a spiritual mind a mind that thinks uh about the things of god hallelujah and and that was in um Ecclesiastes 12 and 13 that talks about um, on the duty of man. Hallelujah. Amen. As we move on down, hallelujah. Now, before I go too far, are there any questions? Because I don't want to, um, I don't want to just overcharge you on today. I want you to be able to receive this and be able to uh, maintain it. Amen. So, is, does anyone have a question or or have some concerns about what we've already covered? No. So you feel like you got that pretty good? Amen. Well, that's a blessing.
praise the name of Jesus. So we're just going to move on a little bit further here. Um, we're understanding about the things of God, how we have to obey his word. We have to learn his word. See, this is the thing. When you when you come into God, you get all new things. So if everything's passed away, that means all that old stuff that was in you is gone because God took it away. So now we have to fill that spot that's missing with with his word. In other words, you're going to start studying his Bible. You're going to start reading his word because I'm going to tell you right now, you if you have accepted Jesus Christ, that was, that was the best decision that you could have ever made. You have escaped hellfire. Hallelujah. Now, the real work begins by putting his word into your spirit. And let me tell you something. Once you really develop that relationship with God, you're going to say, oh, my God, I've missed so much. Oh, wow. You know, just a feeling of his presence upon you and knowing that he's there. He's always there with you. He never leave you or forsake you when you get in trouble and bad situations. I mean, just today, almost every day I've had a a supernatural experience where where God um, will let me know, hey, don't worry, I'm right here. Hallelujah. And it's a beautiful thing because... Um, but see, that comes in time when you develop relationship with God. He wants to be able to talk to you, and you talk back to him. But see, a lot of times we don't let him talk, but he wants to be able to pour into you. And it's awesome. I'm telling you, it's something that doesn't compare to anything in this world, a relationship with the God that created you. So, you know, and I'm I'm just so excited because... Um, uh, the older you get in God, the more He and the more time you spend with Him, the more time He'll spend with you, pouring His Spirit into you, enlightening you, encouraging you. Because that's the best friend that you can have is to have God in your life. He He don't, He doesn't compare to any friend on earth. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, wake up in the morning, you're so happy that He woke you up. You you you're in understanding see a lot of times we live in life but we don't even understand what life is really all about how how did all this come about you know don't you ever have those type of questions to really understand like what is life really all about it's all about serving God that's what life is really all about and once we make that connection you know, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life and do things in life. You can do things in life, but there's others a certain standard. And when you obey God, he said, if you please him, there's nothing that he will not withhold from you. I mean, I was listening to this man. He was telling us that um, his level of, of connection with God was so beautiful to the point that before he even put it on his mind, God had already, he had he was thinking about in his mind had never voiced it out but think i think i'm gonna take my wife to fuji he was thinking i'm gonna take my wife to fuji do you know he got in the mail two tickets to fuji okay now he was just thinking a thought and this is how god operates when you get that close to him 
He, before you even utter the words, he will bless you with the desires of your heart. That's the type of God that we're serving. A God that loves you so much that he will do things that you could never imagine. Hallelujah. When you develop that close relationship with him, you know, he will make ways for you out of no way. A way will be made when there is no way. You may not even have money to do the things that you want to do, but something will come up. It's called the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Some people will say, oh, I was lucky today. No. When when you live life on purpose, all these things begin to happen in your life. When you live life on purpose, that means that I'm deliberately doing what I'm doing. Because there is a saying that says, "What, be it in the moment, okay? That very moment, living in that very moment, hallelujah, it's, it's, it's like you, it, it handles what you do today. In other words, takes care of your tomorrow and it affects your yesterday. See, everything, when you sit down and really think about it, how I'm living my life today is going to affect my future. Mm-hmm. So that's why we they call it planting seeds. When you plant a certain seed, they grow up. Amen? They grow up into the things that you want. So when you plant obedience to God, when you're obeying God, when you're doing the things that please God, he said, I will not withhold any good thing from you. The very things that you're praying about, you're going to get those prayers answered. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So this is why it's exciting serving the Lord. Because the most exciting part is the manifestations when he shows up. He said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they what shall see God. When your heart is pure, hallelujah, when you're living, living according to his will and purpose for your life, you shall see him. You shall see him show up in your situations. The things that you're praying for, hallelujah, will show up in your life, and you will be blessed. You know, Abraham was blessed. Joseph was blessed. They may have went through some things, because sometimes you will go through things, because God, God will make you into who you need to be, who you, who He. See, God created you from the beginning of time, before Earth ever existed. He thought of who you was gonna come out to be. That's. Well, how would you not want to serve a God who already knows who you are? He knows everything that's gonna happen to you before it happens. You know, I want to be in tune with that person. That I do. I don't want to not know God. I need to know God. Because he, he has already planned my life out. He knows everything I'm supposed to do. And he will tell me. And he will not keep me in the dark about things. Why? Because I have a relationship with him. I spend time with him. I study his word. I talk to him. I deal with we I what he tells me to do I do how I may not feel like it may but it doesn't matter I'm doing it and I'm doing it with the right attitude see all these things happen when you go through transformation when you're putting the word in in you your your attitude changes I want to go down a little bit and share this with you uh, we're gonna go down where it says the yoke of holiness. See, the yoke, a yoke is a is a, 
uh, you know, ox back in the day, they would put a, a yoke on an ox, and what the yoke did, it 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 controlled the ox, like it would make him turn a certain way, you know. And so they compare a yoke in the scriptures to being under the control of 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 God. In other words, you allow him to be in charge of your life, okay? Because when he gives you free will, you're in charge, okay? But when you turn your will over to him, he becomes in charge because he's not going to just take you and do what he want to do with you. He's a gentleman. He gave you life. He gave you free will. Now it's up to you to give it back to him. So when you do this, that means you honor his teachings, the teachings of holiness. And we're always learning his way. That's what he wants us to do. We got to learn his way. That means we're learning how to conduct ourselves. Hallelujah. How to be polite. How to be kind and courteous. He, he, he's teaching us about our conversation in his word. To be clean and honest and upright. And all this happened because that's who he is. So everybody wants to go to heaven. But how you going to go to heaven? You're not going to fit in with all that with the conversation that you got. That conduct. Your character ain't right. You know, God wants us to be genuine, pure. He said, blessed are the pure in heart. Okay, is your heart pure on today? Are you obedient? Are you submissive to his word? Do you obey? Do you listen to God when he speaks to you? Do you even know what his voice sounds like? Okay, what about your attitude? Are, are you always putting yourself down? Or are you always, you know... God wants you to know that you are wonderfully and beautifully made. Don't think that you're just uh, just anybody. I'm not like everybody else. No, you are wonderfully and beautifully made. And God needs for you to understand that. Amen. So we are um, talking about being, um, talking about our soul. This is, this is where the soul power comes in. When you get control over your soul, hallelujah, God wants that for you. He doesn't want anyone to be in control over your soul. You are to be in control yourself. So please, I'm hoping that you all have received something in this lesson because our whole duty of man is to obey God and fear him and keep his commandments. Hallelujah. And eventually we're going to get to the commandments of God. Uh, we're going to get to learning his way. We're going to get into all that. You know, this teaching is, uh, this teaching is, it's going to build you up. It's going to make you strong. So if you want to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, you're going to build your soul up. You're going to, you're going to get control over your soul. Anytime your imagination is running wild, anytime you, you don't have no willpower, hallelujah, you don't, you, 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 you're, um, you don't have control over your soul and we want to have the power. We want to use our soul for God and use it with the power of God, our five senses. I mean, you should be able to walk by uh, uh, somebody and not be lusting or, you know, all these different things have to deal with the soul, the five senses, the, your, your, uh, your emotions, your conscience. Is, are you mistreating people and, and you don't care? 
You know, these are the things that God is working on. He'll work on your spirit, the spirit of man and the soul of man, in order for him to be shaped into his into his image. The first um, destiny of man, the Bible talks about, is for us to be conformed into his image. And that's what God wants to happen. He wants you to be conformed into his image. And this happens with the soul and the spirit of man. God bless you on today. I pray and I trust that you have received something on today. Please, we would like for you to um, get in touch with us at uh, uh, Gethsemane9300 at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know that you have received something. And we will be happy to respond back with you and and encourage you. We do have a program called Snatch It Back. This program um, helps you to recover the things that you have lost. Hallelujah. We can't recover everything, but there's so much that we can recover. Hallelujah. Through the teachings of holiness, through learning how to gain power over our souls. Hallelujah. We, you don't realize the power that you have. Hallelujah. And we're going to get into that at a later time. But God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. And we trust that, that we will hear from you and that you are blessed. And if you enjoyed this session, we would like for you to give a donation to the Gethsemane Church of God in Christ. You can download the Give the Flight app at, uh, and look for uh, Gethsemane Church of God in Christ. Uh, you need to make an account and then um, give your offering. Hallelujah. You can give something on a monthly basis or you can give it on uh, just a one-time offering. But give if God has blessed you. You've been enlightened by this teaching. We appreciate you on today. We love you at Gethsemane. And we're saying good night for now.